So today's, um, this week's core portion is for Mitzavim. Very short, relatively short core portion. Um, it's about a chapter and a half early. And the, the word Mitzavim uh, means to stand, basically to stand in verse uh, chapter uh, 29, uh, in verse uh, 9, so that was your standing today. This is not the, the typical word for just, you know, kind of have taken here and we sort of casually stand. But it's got a more nuance of, of a really like standing firm. And um, you know the nation of Israel here is at at a crossroads in a, in a sense, preparing to, to enter the land that, that God had promised them. And there was some mental preparation going on. They had uh, endured a lot of wandering, you know the story. And they've been informed, as they are going to be informed here as well, they've been informed about a lot of uh, blessings, a lot of curses as well. Lots of curses, lots of these things that could happen to you if you do not you know, follow the Lord your God and so forth. And so they've been doing a lot of stuff. And the idea is that, you know, they're there, they're still standing, you know. They're still, they're still there. And they needed to really focus on standing. Because again, with, with uh, ordinary, casual standing, um, they would have probably been blown over at this point with all the things that they had been doing. So it was a last, uh, last gut check of sorts, you know. In other words, the Lord, they're, they're standing there and the Lord is saying, you know, and Moses, are you ready? Will you truly, will you truly follow me? You know, God is saying this. And I think we, we too should consider this type of standing that we need to do as we make commitments and decisions to, to follow the Lord. Uh, there are times when it's, it's just not, not a, uh, a casual standing won't, won't do. It's be more than it's not me. And uh, 29 uh, verse 9 is a nice, uh, nice verse. If you read verses 29 and uh, verse 9 and following, this is right at the beginning. Again, I want to read some portions of it. It says, you are standing. And then you are to then cross over into the covenant of Adonai your God that he is cutting with you today and his oath. This is in order to confirm you today as his people. So he will be your God, just as he promised you, and just as he swore to your fathers. Not with you alone am I cutting this covenant and this oath, but with whomever is standing here with us today, before Adonai our God, and with whomever is not here with us today. How many of you weren't there? Well, that's good news, isn't it? Pretty good news. I think this message is and was for all people from that. It talks about this is from the heads of the tribes, the the saviors, the gods and the big, big folks, all the way down from people that are carrying the water, right? The, the water boys. Everybody. And the ultimate message for them and for us that saying is to choose life. That said a lot of you around you because you're also in this poor portion. And then perhaps as a uh, as a precursor or a preempting to um, the doubts and maybe unanswered questions about the future that the people had. And I'm sure many times we have doubts about the future, we have questions uh, about the present and the past and the future. But maybe as a as a, a preempting to that, you read a very important verse in uh, chapter 29, verse 28. And 29.28 says this, it says, The secret things belong to Adonai our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, in order to do all the words of this Torah. Now this is not a, you know, 
excuse that we should not try to learn anything or, or and all that. But however, I think it is a good advice for us to remember when trying to, um, to figure everything out. We try to always give all the answers to everything. The fact of the matter is that God has revealed what He needs to reveal to you, and there are some secret things that remain secret. And it's not punishment, it's just a kind of a need-to-know basis. You, you know what you need to know. So that's a good verse to hold on to. Then in chapter 30, verses 9 to 10, I want to read you that here. It says, I'm not your God will make you prosper in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, in the offspring of your livestock, in the produce of your soil, for good. For Adonai will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. When you listen to the voice of Adonai, your God will keep us in his book and his statutes that are written in the scroll of the Torah. When you turn to Adonai, your God, with all your heart and all your soul. You know, he's asking, God does ask for devotion. It's for return devotion, if you think about it. It's, that, it's kind of like he's already shown that he's devoted himself to you. And the benefits that he lists here, for example, are some things that are really priceless, you know. These are things that really you have no control over. Starts off with, you know, the work of your hands. Certainly there's an amount of control you have when you put forth effort, right? But, but the reality is the results often are not. The other stuff especially is very clear. These are things that are so far out of your control that I think we often overlook them. Uh, things that are mentioned here, for example, like the fruit of your womb. None of us really can control, or women at least, they can't control pregnancy and that type of thing, the fruit of the womb. The offspring of your livestock, the same idea. The produce of your soil, I mean, you plant seeds, you expect them to grow, but there's really nothing you do to make them grow, right? Nothing that you care for them. But sometimes, you've gone out to, maybe you've gone outside, you see something that's growing, there's some leftover seed, maybe, that's just got to grow up on its own, you didn't care for it. The fact is, God does. Um, take care of those things. The fact is that we have a lot less control over things than we think we do, and we need to be thankful for those things. And this is the final portion, the final Torah portion of Rosh Hashanah, and as such, I think, you know, coincidentally deals a bunch with repentance, as does the Rosh Hashanah season, and it can write with one another in repentance. And the root uh, shuv, or to turn, repent, occurs seven times alone in the first Ten verses of chapter 30. It's a very big, big theme. And therefore, I think we need to realize that our, our heart must turn and be renewed. Reading in the book of John, even Yeshua, he was visited by Rabbi, or Rabbi Nicodemus. He came to Yeshua, he seemed surprised when Yeshua told him what he needed to do for eternal life. And he said, Yeshua said he'd be born again. And Nicodemus was, was very shocked almost. And Yeshua himself then, in turn, re- returned the shock. He said, You? You're a teacher of the Torah, you know? You're a teacher of Israel. You understand these things, he said? In other words, the Torah is all about repentance and renewal. Okay? And Yeshua then, in that section, goes on to talk about looking to God and repenting. And many of us even know that's worked on the precursor to John 3.16. The deep repentance chapter in the, in, the, in the New Testament sometimes is called. So I'm going to read um, the first three verses from chapter 30. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. And this I stood out to me because it's a very it's a merciful statement by God. Um, he says here, you know, now when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse that I've set before you, and you take them to heart, and all the nations of Adonai your God has banished you, and you return to Adonai your God and listen to his voice, according to all that I am commanding you today, you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, then Adonai your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you. 
and we're gathering to the places that he's scattered. And again, I think that this, this should ask you because, you know, when you're confronted with, with your sin or with shortcomings, okay, like God says here at the beginning, I just read, he says, when you, when you sin to come from the blessing and the curses, you know, when you're confronted with that kind of thing, when God really reveals that to you, you have a choice. You have a choice when, when you're confronted with a shortcoming or a sin or what have you. And uh, you can harden yourself. Or you can do as this text here says, you can take them to heart. You know, when they come upon you, you return them to your heart, basically, and repent, is what the, uh, the text says, or return to your heart. Is what it says. And so the goal is not to be under God's tongue, but to live. Verse 6 says, and you can choose life. And, and this, is a, this is an overall picture of life. When everything, both good and bad, comes against you, that you do turn and turn to the Lord and repent. 